He slept in his parents' bedroom until he was 13. He wet the bed until he was 14. He doesn't know how to ride a bike. Apparently, he has friends. Welcome to Socially Awkward with Evan Wexel. Wexel. Welcome to Socially Awkward with Evan Wexel. I'm Evan Wexel, and this is a podcast where I interview a different Facebook friend every episode. We are awkwardwithevan.com for all the old episodes, at awkwardwithevan on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and I even post this stuff on my new Gab account. Oh, Gab. Um, I am interviewing someone who has had to adjust to COVID-19. His name is Ruvain Curland. Ruvain Curland is... A self-made musician, singer, traveling man. And uh, he obviously had to change up things as I did uh, when everything went down. So I get into that stuff with him. I get to find out about his music, um, talk career, talk Ohio, and how initially I am his Facebook friend because I tried to harass him for a comedy gig. So without further ado, uh, let's do this commercial free and, of course – Support by going to patreon.com slash funny Evan and going to Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and so on. But enough of that. Ruvain Curland, come on down. Oh, now you're fine. Okay. All right. I'll just jump in. This is, this is, don't, don't, okay. you know, it is what it is. Okay, so socially awkward with Evan Wexel, and it's a pleasure to have another first conversation with someone I've never spoken to before. Uh, he is he is talented, and he has an amazing backdrop, so that's why I'm going to make video of some of this available. Uh, Ruvain, aka Ruvain Curland, aka Ruvain, musician extraordinaire. How are you, sir? I'm great, man. How are you? I'm doing good. I'm doing good. Um, this is Excellent. our. Our first time chatting, we've been Facebook friends probably because I forced it on you many years ago. And um, it's okay, you were you were pretty non-threatening, so okay, good. We, I just I did, I did, I just rolled with it. Because at that time, where were you undergrad? Like, were you or were you a staff member? No i i was uh, I was professional staff for Hillel, and what, what, what I think school? that's how we originally connected. And uh, Ohio State. Oh, okay. Yeah, I've never done. I've been to Ohio State. I played it uh, Delta, 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 but that's that's been the extent. So uh, right. it was good. It was good. Ohio State's great. I found some good things to do after hours. Places always open. Um, cool. So there's always something to do in town. So you were so you working there, and then I guess when did you start playing? Um, when did you start playing out, or just you've always been playing your whole life? You got a million guitars. Uh, you. Yeah, I mean, I. Yeah, I started touring um, as soon you know, I started playing shows and touring as soon as I finished high school in 96. Yeah. And, you know, th- through college and I really cut my teeth uh, at University of Iowa. I was, uh, you know, playing coffee shops and clubs and all that stuff. Yeah. And um, so, you know, all, you know, sort of through my professional career with, with other jobs, you know, I, I still, you know, gigged or whatever. Yeah. Um, I've been full time since 2010. That's amazing. So, um yeah, it's 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 an awesome thing. Uh, obviously, not much on the tour in front this year, but uh, you know, twenty twenty is a weird thing. Yeah, yeah. So I'm assuming so you can play everything behind you right now. Those guitars, the the percussion. 
Um, Drunk. you know, this, uh, whoops, this is set up for, uh, for all different kinds of folks. I, um, I mostly sing, play guitar, uh, some ukulele. Okay. Uh, every once in a while, I'll pick up the violin, but, uh, oh, okay. mostly string things, play a little piano. So. Cool. So then you're, so you're doing this full time. Are you, are you playing like private events? Are you hitting small venues? Are you playing in other bands? Like, I don't, I, I, of course this is the purpose of this podcast is that, you know, I know nothing about the people usually that I'm bringing on. So no, that's, uh, that's, yeah. that's actually, that's awesome. I love that. <laughs> um, no, it's, it's great. It's, it's a, it's a refreshing concept. No. So, um, you know, I, I primarily tour as a solo artist, um, yeah. playing mostly original music. Mm-hmm. Um, I, you know, throwing some covers and things like that, but, uh, right. you know, I, I'm doing clubs, wineries, um, done some colleges, I've done some Hill Hells. Nice. And, um, you know, just, just kind of a, you know, a nice potpourri of venues and, um, you know, it's a nice way to see the country. Good. What, where, well, I'll, I would obviously ask you something like this at the end, but like what's out that's yours, where, where's Ruvain material available for people? Um, the usual places, Spotify, yeah. iTunes, Apple music, Google what, play. What, so um, what kind of, have you been releasing like 12 disc albums over the years? Do you trickle out singles? How do you do your thing? No, I've mostly, I've mostly done it uh, in kind of a traditional release style. I know a lot of people are kind of, pushing for the multiple singles deal and then you know eventually maybe them um i you know the the people who you know spin spin my, they still spin discs and they still yeah. spin records and um so so i guess um the people that i play for tend to be more of the physical media type uh audience and yeah. so um you know, downloads nice, but um, right. I, I, I like creating something tangible. I think that there's uh, there's there's st- it's still a romantic, yeah. you know, the moment where you get to like something fl- that exactly flip it open through the record you know. store and reading the exactly. lyric sheets and all that stuff. Yeah, exactly. It's a certain detached. Yeah, it's a certain detachment. I think now with with the contemporary everything right. being digital. Um, well, it was really crazy because last summer you know, July, I, I came out with my ninth album and Whoa. I was, I was all ready, you know, to, to start off this year touring big, you know, trying to do as much as I can and, sure. um, you know, kicked it off at NAM in, in Anaheim uh, oh, yeah. in January. And then March came and uh. <laughs> the rest is history. So, um, you know, I've been doing some live streams. I've been doing a ton of video content. Yeah. Um, doing acoustic versions of, of some of my tunes and, yeah. you know, a couple of covers and that, that sort of thing, just to sort of stay connected, stay engaged. So, so, so when you're putting your stuff out, it's solo material. So you're, are you recording other instruments yourself or do you have like fellow musicians coming in to play behind you? How- um, a lot, a lot of it. Um, I actually, um, I, I really enjoy the, I guess the creation process. So I'll, um, you know, I'll, write the song i'll put down you know my parts mm-hmm. and then send it off and i've got friends all over the country in you know local bands through like mega mega bands who are yeah. guesting on on the on the records and yeah and it's awesome because you know i i want to honestly I, I tell people this i want to be the worst player in the room yeah um i i think anybody who wants to be like the guy yeah it's to- totally totally backwards like i yeah. i want somebody to be like here's what we need to do on here. And, and it just blow my mind. Cause I never thought of it. So, yeah. um, 
so yeah, I, I actually incorporate a ton of guest musicians on most of my albums. Oh, cool. Well, I, I know all about being the worst player in the room. That's that's why I'm a comedian <laughs> musician. I make sure that happens every time I take the stage. <laughs> right, one. right. Everyone watching me. Uh, so uh, what was I going to ask? Oh, because so I, I, I knew you played a lot. I was wondering from me going to like college conferences, sometimes I'll see that solo artist that like they'll they'll start a loop and then they'll foot pedal it. Yeah. And then they'll do another sure. loop and then they'll create another layer. Are you capable of doing something like that? Would you ever? So so I've actually been live looping since 2009. Okay. Um, I, I was sort of early on the um, on the singer songwriter side of it. I yeah. obviously people looping since, you know, the sixties or whatever, but um, as far as kind of modern live looping, yeah, man, I, um, I, I embrace that early on and yeah. I try to really kind of, push the uh the emp on that um it's easy to just you know play the changes and then solo over over you know i'm i'm doing like delay ukulele pedals and and multiple voicings added up to you know stack harmonies and distortion and you yeah. know i'm just i'm beatboxing i'm trying to do stuff that's you know a little off the beaten path oh awesome um cool we might have a little bit of glitching but it's okay we're gonna we're gonna get through it so i don't have to ask you like influences like who were who were you listening to that that's doing what you're doing like who who i know you're your own person but i sure. you when you're starting out you're trying to like i'm gonna follow in the this person's footsteps right. or any any names come to mind no um, you know Isaac names come to mind or no, well so <laughs> like i want to um, be like natalie merchant or i don't right, even know <laughs> Um, you know, I, you know, I'm, I'm a, I'm a kid of the nineties, eighties, nineties. So, Same. you know, I was, I was heavily influenced by Dave Matthews and blues oh, traveler yeah. and John yeah. Mayer is, you know, my same age. And, you know, obviously he's done it a little bigger than I have, but you right. know, that's all right. Maybe someday. Yeah. Um, but you know, I, I, I sort of follow that, that genre path. Um, something that I just sort of discovered recently, and I, I know they, they put out a record last year and they, they have a new single on the radio, but I don't, I don't get to listen to, you know, pop radio very often. Cause I'm, right. you know, whatever, whatever yeah, reasons I give, it, it, whatever, your life. but, but this, but this, this band AJR, have you, okay. have you listened to these guys? No, no, I should. They're, listen. they're, they're, they're actually, they're, they're, they're fun to listen to. And they actually remind me a bit of the band fun. Um, but it's, um, you know, it's, it's clever writing. It's, it's interesting, you know, arrangements, kind of, kind of pop, you okay. know, pop rock stuff. And, okay. Um, now I don't know who the band fun is. I'm going to see the band fun. I know. <laughs> I know. I've no, I think I know who it is. I, I'd have to. Oh yeah. I think I know we are young. I think I yeah, know. That, that was like their, their big, their big, big one. one. I'll, I'll have to yeah. look that up afterwards, but I know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know fun. Now I get you. Yeah. Sorry. I'm a so little the, so there, there's a, there, I, I don't know. I see a lot of parallels there. I see parallels to 21 pilot who are, you know, Columbus based, uh, down the road from me here. And, uh, um, yeah. you know, so it's, uh, here, you know, what other people are being, I guess that sort of pop rock stuff that, that, you know, Dave and these guys are doing and then, and then they're, they're modernizing it and you still writing, you know, like Jason Mraz, very, very clever writer. You know, these, these guys are, I guess maybe, I don't know, following the footsteps or, or, uh -huh. or um, or, or writing, you know, a, alongside with but you know there's something to be said for good good lyrics and good clever writing yeah i mean songwriting is is does not it's interminable i mean if it's a good song it'll last forever so 
Right. I think that's that's good. Could could you tell someone if people were going on your catalog like tech check out where do you is it the songs that have the most bars next to it? Like <laughs> check out the ones that are I no, you know is more popular or it, no, it's funny that you gems? say that. No, I actually just I just had that whole thought process and I was trying to understand the listener, you know, because obviously we're we're trying to follow the the metrics of you know, and you do the same thing, of course. And, right. um, you know, follow the metrics of, you know, who's listening to what, when, and why. And I, I'm constantly, and I know I probably shouldn't be, cause it means that I'm missing something major, but I'm okay. constantly being surprised by the songs that, that people are listening because there are <laughs> songs that are like, you know, really popular when I play live that, you know, I know they're going to elicit a, a certain, um, response right. and, um, you know, there are, you know, there, there are things that are requested a lot, but man, with, with online, with iTunes, with, um, you know, the, the little bars, I mean, all bets are off. It's, yeah. it's just amazing. Like what people are actually, you know, tuning into, but, um, no, the latest album is called 19. It's just okay. the number 19. Okay. And, um, it's like Adele. You wrote it when you were 19 and then <laughs> not exactly, but okay. no, it's, what, no, but what's particularly weird about it. So I was actually thinking, you know, all the different like when I got ready to do the release party, I was thinking about all the, the, uh, the numbers that kind of came into play with, with that album. And I actually wrote it in 19 different cities. Whoa. And that's, that seems so weird now. I, I mean, know. first of all, I, I just love the number 19. And and so then I started kind of working backwards to see like what yeah. connected, but I, I, I actually, in my, in my lyric sheets, I actually wrote down, you know, where I was recording or where I was writing it at that point. Yeah. And it's kind of a weird concept to think about like, yeah, I wrote it in 19 cities and now like, yeah. we're just trying to get out of like a city, <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> you know, and, or not, you know, not really trying to get out, but you, you get what I'm saying. It's but like, I, yeah, traveling I, seems weird right now. I identify because I was born on the 19th. So I feel like of this what? is an album meant, meant for me. Cause a lot of my, my the username of what February. Ah, oh, I was gonna say we could have been birthday twins, man. What were you? Are you I'm 19? July. I'm oh, July. You're Ju- July 19. Yeah. Oh, okay. All right. So. Well, whatever that means. Good talk. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> so cool. Uh, are, do you have like that? Then on, do you have like guest musician bucket lists of like, if I were to ever cross paths with so and so, and they could come in for maybe a session, and they could lay down a something, something. Do you have well, like those dream? <laughs> like, is it one of those? I mean, everybody does. I mean, but you know, they're, they're so stratospheric. I mean, like I'm a huge, huge Beatles fan and, oh yeah, you know, so, so, you know, just, just to be, you know, in the same room as a Paul McCartney, you know, just like, or, you know, I'm, I'm a huge U2 fan. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I think they do brilliant work. So, I mean, those are guys are some of the dudes I, I really look up to. Um, the, the kind of fun thing is that, you know, the bands that I was listening to, um, you know, at the end of high school and into college, um, uh-huh. are now, some of them are, are musicians that I've connected with yeah. uh, professionally. Yeah. And so it's really kind of a, a cool thing to kind of start as a fan and then, and then morph the relationship around to, you know, either friend or, you know, business relationship. And that's, you know, to me, that's, I don't know, that's, that's probably as cool as it gets. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I, if you, I mean, if James Corden can get Paul McCartney to play a, a pub randomly <laughs> on late night, I think he could wander yeah. in one day. Anything's possible. Maybe, maybe. Yeah. Okay. 
then let me switch it then to to Ohio. Then like you're one of yeah. the states in the country that are kind of matter. You have, you know, you're you're a central hub of of not like one one side or another side. Like how is it? You know, it's like almost like oh, let's see what Ohio does because they're going to decide the future of the country. Like, do you ever do you like interesting about that? Did you are you following actually? What's I try not so to. We've been de- no, so we've been downgraded. <laughs> No, I, you brought up kind of a sore subject. Yeah. I mean, it doesn't hurt my feelings, but it's kind of funny. Uh, so you're right. You know, um, it used to Ohio, be about you guys. Ohio was very much a, um, a good, you know, temperature of the room, what, you know, yeah. where, where things were going to go. Um, it has actually sort of locked in um, to, to one particular side. And so yeah. people oh. are saying, Hey, that's not, that's not really Ohio's gig anymore. So oh, okay. um, now it's, um, you know, I, I grew up, you know, in the Midwest, I grew up in Iowa. So, you yeah. know, Iowa was another one being the first to caucus and, yeah. um, you know, that kind of stuff. So it's, it's, uh, it's, it's, it's nice to sort of be around that. Do you, how do you categorize? I've been to so many parts of Ohio from gigging over the years. Like how sure. do you, I mean, obviously there's the Columbus area. There's, I've never really been down too much to the Cincinnati area. I've been up to like Finley, uh, mm-hmm. university and, so many. I mean, are there certain? I don't know how you how you would categorize Ohio to others. How, so how the we, way that I've heard it explained, and I think there's probably some truth to. It. I mean, it's not okay. you know, it's not the end all be all, but it's 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 close. Uh, yeah. Columbus is considered the Midwest. Okay. Cleveland is considered the East Coast, and right. Cincinnati is considered the South. And <laughs> and I and I see I see a lot of the mannerisms sort of of or you know the nuances of those cities kind of wrapped into that. Yeah. Um, again, I, I, I think that's, that's sort of a blanket thing, but you know, to, okay. to sum it up, maybe, I don't know. Okay. No. Yeah. I, I remember yeah, Cause like in Cincinnati, it's like, Oh, let's cross the bridge. And now I'm in Kentucky in, in Kentucky. Uh-oh. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> now it's, it's actually, there's, there's one of the greatest places to get, if you're, I don't know if you're a bourbon guy or, or, uh, any of that kind of cigars or whatever. I mean, it's fine. You know? <laughs> well, no, I'm just saying yeah, yeah. there's a, there's a place, there's a place right across the river that is like this massive, massive, um, party store and oh, wow. they have just incredible selection and it's always a spot that you know when i'm driving through town that i'll i'll pop through there nice when i'm on tour and hey you know <laughs> what do you got today so you'll tour do you have so you're touring on your own so you're like just showing up on your own and, and doing your gigs or are you mm-hmm. oh wow so do you have do you yeah, have so travel, I, I, when it was when things were up and running yeah, did yeah. You have like good travel hacks like what what did or were you just always driving place to place or yeah i mean my, I guess what, what started as a travel hack that is kind of a no brainer, but people don't always think of it as, you yeah. know, like using your professional network to find a place to stay. So, yeah. so you know, yeah. when I worked for Hillel, you know, I, I, you know, use that network to, yeah. uh, you know, to, to find yeah. places to, to, to hang my hat for the night. But, nice. um, no, I mean, it's, it's, uh, it was interesting. So, uh, so I'll, I'll, I'll answer yeah. your, your question with the story. So I was, sure. I was, playing in Iowa city where university of Iowa is. Yeah. And I was on this triple bill, um, with a band from Chicago and a band from, from Denver. Yeah. So like, that was great. You know, the bands were, were really talented and everything was awesome, but you know, there, there was no like local, um, no like local anchor that was kind of hosting the show. So mm-hmm. we were all touring acts. And so that was, that was kind of a weird sort of thing because, you know, nobody had like a built-in sort of crowd to introduce us to or any of that kind of stuff. And right. so I was talking with this band from Chicago 
And one of the guys is like, yeah, man, you know, we've been saving up for six months so that we could go on tour. And I'm thinking, okay, so, (laughs) huh. And, and so then I was thinking like, you know, if you're saving up your money from your day job so that you can go on tour and not make money earn. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like, I don't know, to me that it seemed a little backwards. Like you should be, before you hit the road, you should be no, you should know that you're like, there are anchor stops. I mean, you, you tour, you know the stuff. There I met well, anchors 06, and things in between. Jesus Christ! In 06, I had like a, a tour. I put myself on from hell, where I basically <laughs> took ten days to drive two thousand miles in the southeast, and it was That's brutal. Not it was extremely brutal, and it was a rough it was a rough trip. But I mean, you know, I guess it just it was a coming of age story, and right. uh, I survived. But uh, yeah, it's a weird it's a weird think about that because usually if I'm getting a gig, it's usually like a big boost to my month or it's like, you know, you want to, you get a pop from, from doing that rather than just like regular, 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 whatever you regularly, you know? Right. Right. Yeah. I mean, there's gotta be anchor stops, you know, and then, and then the little stuff in between, but um, you know, this, these guys, you know, they were, you know, and and that's great that they were so enthusiastic. Yeah. and, you know, maybe it's just they were a young band or whatever it was. Yeah, but, it's probably you know, think they, if, they think they need to do that in order to start, maybe. Right. Or yeah. maybe. Yeah. Maybe. I mean, I don't know. It was just it was just weird because, you know, I, I had been doing it for quite a while at that point. And, mm-hmm. and I was like, man, like if you're not if you're not at least covering your expenses and, you know, and. and yeah. <laughs> you know, I don't know what to tell you at that point. You right. Know? I got a point where like, I would like I've, you know, I've crashed with many a Theta Chi fraternity. Um, across yeah. the country. And now it's like at a point where like, I'm not even willing to to do that because I'm not getting any, I'm not making anything from doing a lot of those shows unless they hook me up with the school or with sure. Greek life or yeah. So, and, but now like if it's virtual, you know, that's, that's almost, it's easier in a way, but you know, who knows? I mean, are you, are you booking then virtually now as things have started? Like, do you kind of like have a network to or to build or is it kind of like things are on hold in a different way? Well, so I think, I think that at first I was really s- sort of pushing that angle. And yeah. I think that there's a lot of people who were very supportive of, of artists and comedians and musicians right. right at the beginning, because they saw that, that our industry was really heavily hit. Yeah. Um, and I think there was a lot of fatigue as the spring moved into the summer and right. then the, the nice weather, you know, everywhere other than you're in California or wherever you are. But, yeah. um, but that's, but that's the thing is that like, you know, there, there was fatigue. And so, you know, people aren't tuning in. They're not, you know, this kind of thing. So I'm, I'm sort of going about it another way. I'm, I'm trying to bolster other aspects of, of my musical life that, um, I hadn't put as much attention into. Right. And so, you know, where, where touring is one aspect, you know, there's recording, there's, you know, video content, there's social media, there's, you know, and I have some other aspects of my musical life. I make guitar picks out of coins. Yeah. And, I saw you know, so, so, so that's, you know, that's a big part of my musical life and um, you know, a, a number of projects that are kind of, you know, brewing, but um, 
would you license? Can you try, do you try to license stuff sometimes or is that not? You know, I'd love, I'd love to, I just, you know, I haven't, haven't, uh, done much down that. Yeah. I haven't, I haven't made, made much progress in that, in that side of things yet, but, uh, you know, certainly open to the concept. Right. right. Yeah. No, I mean, I've I've, I've done a little bit. My songs are so specific. I have no chance. Like here, who needs a song about Mike Francesa, New York sports talk show host. I got it recorded (laughs) with this guy who works with rascal flats. So, uh, <laughs> wait, was that was that was that an intentional joke? No, I, that was that was me. I, I no, I mean the guy that helped me record that song. Had well, no, because I just worked with someone from Rascal Flats too. So I was curious who your guy. No, was. He he recorded uh, Kevin. I don't know if you know this guy named Kevin. Okay, no, no. Just He's gonna help me record. Kevin. I'm gonna record a COVID song with him when I get back in town. Okay, so all right, be good. I hope I'm big things. We're gonna go viral with a with my COVID song. With your virus song, yeah, my, my viral with my virus song, yeah, yeah. No, that's good. That's yeah. uh, that's awesome. Yeah. Hope you'll and un- hope you'll get everybody with the infectious groove. <laughs> infectious groove, melodious. <laughs> a lot of asymptomatic reactions to this song. Hey, okay. There you go. Uh, nice. So it's being our first conversation, and do you have any any questions for me initially? I mean, this is our first time. I knew I Absolutely. I just wanted you for your Hillel Wiles back in the day, but yeah. Um, yeah, well, I don't know if you don't want to flip flip this thing. Yeah, absolutely. So you know, tell me, um, you know, tell me your your touring gig. I mean, I, I you know, I know that you know musical comedian, but like, tell me more about what that means. What kind of comedy you uh, oh, like to do? Yeah, it's um, I don't. It's it's like I mean, people they see me and I remind them of Adam Sandler. It's a good thing. So, but it's also like I do a lot of more interactive stuff. So I'll try to bring people on stage, customize my show. Uh, you know, have them participate and so forth. Uh, but I have been writing, you know, standalone songs that are okay. It just depends on like, if the, if, it, if, if the song's not too woke, I mean, I can play that. Um, I do like to write dicey stuff and some stuff are just like, just, I write for me and some stuff I do want to like get out there, but it's, right. you know, I like to, I like to dilly dally with like the, the overwokeness of life and just kind of, just go against that grain when I can. Well, so, so, so tell me this, the nuance, are you, are you more comedian and you use music to pepper yes. in or are you more music and you happen to be funny at it? No, I'm, I'm a comedian who <laughs> plays guitar. I'm not a guitarist okay. who does comedy. Okay. Yeah. All right. yeah. Yeah. I'm a comedian and a comedian, a comedian okay. who does comedy while, ha- while playing a guitar. So have <laughs> you always incorporated music into your comedy act or is uh, that a, a new thing? That I did stand up. No, I started. I did the the at a class in the city. I took like a class of the comic strip on the Upper East Side in New York City for like a couple times through, and uh, and ironically now I'm like I'm teaching kids stand up sometimes. Oh, that's cool. I teach them how to like, and they're. I mean, I wrote a great bit with one of one of these kids uh, like a few weeks ago, but. Uh, it was all, you know, they were writing about like TikTok and stuff like that. So I'm, <laughs> you know, like I said, she's like, what's her bit? She sees people just like all of a sudden they do like the TikTok dance out of nowhere. Yeah. And I was like, that's so strange. And I'm like, could you imagine a judge doing that? Like guilty. <laughs> and it was, I don't know. We, we no, just, that's, that's, that's fun. That's but fun. No, I did that. I did stand up alone for like the first year or two, but then like I, I learned guitar in college a little bit through like one of the classes I took. It, as a child development major and I just wanted to cover Bon Jovi songs and you know I still do and, and meet girls and yeah yeah I met girls and and uh but you know it just it was just an, an extra thing to make me different so sure um not not the most you know it's not the most normal thing you'd see maybe in New York but more in LA you'd see it but at the same time like I don't even play local I just I I want to travel so um right that's why like 
I probably, and I probably, my last live gig before COVID um, was in Georgia. And I actually believe I had COVID during that show because it was, I had no energy getting there and I had less than zero energy after the show, but during the show I was all right. But man, I got antibodies. I know for, I know for a fact (laughs) I got them. So, uh, but that's wild, but I love to tour and, you know, I love to, I still have two States to to hit all 50 that are needed. So what are um, those uh, Arkansas and Mississippi? Okay. So Arkansas was booked, but I had a family vacation in Europe. I was like, at least they're sort of, you know, in the neighborhood. I could do a little like like the final two. Yeah. And I, and yeah, I could get, try to, I try to bug them in different ways, but you know, Evan, the final countdown tour. Yeah. The final two, I have a song (laughs) called the final two, but that's just about like the final two people running for president every four years. I can just play that. It's the same song for whoever, whoever the final two are. It's, it always works. So, right. Right. There you go. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, who would you say that like your, you know, your number one influence would be like who, who has shaped how you think about humor? Uh, Oh, here. Well, I mean, I wanted to cover Bon Jovi's song. So, I mean, I think I've taken to his songwriting where, okay. where he's, I mean, obviously he's trying to almost like pull a certain, like, he's trying to be kind of like a Bob Dylan type in this stage of his career or like a Tom Waits. See, and, I think of him more as a Springsteen sort of guy. For, he is. Of, I mean, the Jersey I, deal. and that's how I think of me. Like the COVID song to me sounds very like Springsteen out in the streets, kind of like how I wrote it. Um, mm-hmm. But uh, he's, he's helped me like feel like I've written hooks they're just comedy hooks. Right. So, but then like in terms of being funny, like there's a guy like obviously Stephen Lynch is someone that let me know like you can be funny and have legit songs written, not just like goofy things to kind of pick at while you talk. Right, right. So, yeah, those are like- But I mean, like ones. as far as like classic comedians, like who who are you like, man, like they they just had it figured out. I don't know. I mean, I loved Sandler and Jim Carrey growing up, but those weren't stand-ups. I mean, I know they've done stand-up. No, um, but I mean, but, but they're, it's a style of humor. That's good. Yeah, you know? they're just like overly like wacky. Uh, but I mean, I love Dave Attell as a as a comedian, a fellow Long Islander who's just he's very he's obviously he's a very filthy man, but he's still like he's very short and to the point. Okay, a fellow Jew, but he's also still very like he's just very like simple. Like you don't need like much two lines and you got the bit. Right. So, yeah, so I, I definitely appreciate a style like that. They're just kind of like quick delivery the, where you don't have to mess around with the yeah, stuff. He's like, you know, he comes out, he's like, I know what you're thinking. Boy, he looks like Andre Agassi with the drinking problem. So, you know, it's just like a quick one liner. And yeah, like, I don't like to travel probably because my dad used to beat me with a globe. So <laughs> holy smokes. <laughs> but it's like, it's a phenomenal, simple style that. And I love right. this this lady, uh, Jessica Kurtzen. She's a uh, she's very like willing to break the fourth wall and just like talk off to the side at the same time as doing the actual act. Right. Because my have you watched act, any? Uh, go ahead. Have, no, have you watched any of uh, Sarah Silverman stuff on Instagram? The the uh, I haven't bloggy uh, stuff that she's done. No, I should. I'm there. There's a special of hers. I think I don't know if it's still in my Netflix list. Um, but yeah, she I she's she's definitely funny. Um, but right. I, I, I'm, I have almost no time to like dig into like the new, the new people today. Like, right. Or, no, I guess what I like about her is that, um, her stories don't feel like a setup and some, right. some comedians, like you smell it like seven minutes away. Yes. And, and, and with her, it's just like, everything is sort of organic storytelling that just happens to, 
be funny and brings it back around. And yeah, yes. I don't know. I, I can appreciate that. Yes. No, I think, I think I've heard some of her, her stuff and I know she's really talented. It's just, yeah, I gotta, I gotta, I gotta hear more. Uh, I will. Cause that's, that's also, you know, as, as a musician, you know, that's, that's part of the deal, you know, stage banter, you know, yeah. it's not always going to be funny. Right. It's not always supposed to be funny, but you know, keeping your audience engaged with, with a good story and, and making it humorous and having a good, you know, finish is, you know, do you, do you banter a lot in between your songs? Do you try to introduce it fully or do you just kind of like, yeah, I try to, um, usually it's okay. (laughs) Yeah. You know, just, just like anybody, you know, I, I, um, I don't specifically write material, I guess for, for banter. I know. Right. You just kind of like introduce the song and well, yes and no. I mean, like, I, I love the playing off of the audience uh, energy. Yep. So, you know, just like you'll bring somebody up, you know, I'll see somebody doing whatever wacky or completely inane thing they're doing in the back of the room. And I'll find some way to, you know, fold it into what we're talking about. And, you know, so that's, that's, I think that's part of being an entertainer. And I think yeah. that that's, that's really critical to set yourself apart from other musicians. Cause anybody can say, yeah, man, there's a song that I wrote when I was feeling pretty blue, you know, and it's like, <laughs> It's like, yeah, okay, great. You know, everybody's got sad songs. Like, tell me yeah. why it's cool and different. I, I love so. how stand-ups do a takeoff of that bit. Like, oh, this is a joke I wrote uh, when I just had nothing in my fridge. So I just want to <laughs> write a song about a uh, joke about Sunny Delight. You know, I don't know. Yeah, yeah. So Like, what? <laughs> <laughs> no, you know who does a great job of that? Um, Kreischer. Uh, did I say his name right? Bert? I don't know. Who? I think Bert. it's Bert. Bert Kreischer, maybe Kreischer? I'll, I'll look him up. I'll... He has a, he has this uh, he has a Netflix special, but he tells okay. a story about the being the machine, and he, you know I'm not, I certainly won't ruin it, uh, yeah. but y- you need to watch it. And and what he actually does, what I think is very difficult for most comedians to do, which is tell a really long story, yeah, and have you not lose interest? Your yeah, lose yeah. interest, lose your people, and then he just 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 knocks out of the park at the very end. And it's, it's just awesome. So nice. um, I'll, I'll yeah, check him up. out. Nice. <laughs> cool. So, so do you think Adam Sandler is going to do another, another Hanukkah song like well, number 76 well, or whatever well, it is? Oh, he should, but he, had, you know, have you heard bar mitzvah boy? I haven't. Oh, that was, that was on his last special. He had a new song for the Jews, bar mitzvah. Boy. Uh, I think yeah, I, missed yeah. that I, I learned, I played it at my, my nephew's one-year-old birthday party. Uh, a couple of years ago, uh, like you performed it, or you played yeah, it on? No, a, I performed on an it. IPod. No, I performed oh, okay. it. Uh, so I remember. I know it a lot by heart. It's very obviously simply written. So, uh, but yeah, it's 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 a good one. It's a good it, yeah. If you haven't seen his um, one hundred percent fresh, I think that's what it was called. Okay, that was a good special on Netflix because he has a lot of good stuff. He has like songs about like UFC ears or like uh, you know phone wallet keys <laughs> are all things I need. So he's that's he, awesome. He's good. He has like people that like write for him or with him, but it's still like it sounds it's his it sounds like something he would write. So UFC it, it, or, ears. I yeah, love it. he has a song called UFC ears. <laughs> and everybody knows it's like a universal experience. Everybody knows exactly what that means. Yeah. Yeah. I love it. So it's good. Uh and he even does like some like hip hop. He tries to like do hip hop Sandler stuff and oh my it's very funny as well. So yeah, he kind of like he beat me to it. So it's good. Uh, well, I mean, did you have a hip hop record in the pocket? Is I, no, that what's going I mean, on? Or? No, I mean, I would have, I would, I had ideas of like, what if I just did like stupid, like rhyming, like throwing down, like with a Snoop Dogg cadence about certain things. Um, but or you could follow your it. Beastie Boys, man. Like, 
Yeah. They had they had the cadence figured out. That's true. That's true. <laughs> no, I did I did a rap. I did a rap song for my wife's 40th. Um I yeah. released a single at, by, of her name and it's on iTunes about how she's 40. So it's okay. like a rap I got a I I got a royalty free backing background track and Sure. just let her have it. Yep. So <laughs> I'm gonna now. I'm gonna actually have to dig that. Yeah, up. yeah. It's that called Kelly. Kind of it's literally called. I got a guy, a guy from Pakistan to make a lyric video of emojis, generated. Yeah. So it's, was it on Fiverr? Yeah, I got her on Fiverr. I got yeah. the Fiverr. Do you use Fiverr for stuff? I haven't yet. It's no? uh, it's it's very intriguing. But it's intriguing. I, uh, but then know. it's like you know they they mark it up so much. They're like, I'll do this really crappy job for five dollars, but then maybe for twenty dollars or twenty five, I'll do this. But actually, right. you know what? For eighty dollars, I'll do a decent job. So yeah. it's kind of, and then the f- the fees. But you know, it's it's interesting. They, I think they 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 have to do well because it sounds like that's they think maybe America is like this this palatial place where they can get all this money from right other people looking for freelance help. So. <laughs> Well, it reminds me a bit of Cameo, that same kind of concept of, oh, yeah, you know, that, yeah, well, you could have your next door neighbor leave you a message for five dollars, you know, or you oh, could have yeah. Mike Tyson for 700 or whatever. Oh, it is. yeah, like, yeah, yeah, that's true. Yeah, that's a good idea. I tried to sign up for Cameo. They wouldn't let me. No, so I guess we had no, I know clout. I don't know. Are you too famous? I think I don't know. They're like, you're going to crash the servers, man. Yeah, like, yeah I'm going to crash. Yeah. You don't want to max out at two downloads. Uh <laughs> Cool, man. So this this is fun. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna let you guys. This, this is late, but um, I do want to get again your info of like 19 is your latest album. It is ruvainmusic.com is okay. the website. Okay, and it's uh, and on all socials. socials. It's it's at Ruvain Music. Oh, great. Cool, man. Easy as it gets. Well, yeah. So this is good. It's good. Very aesthetically pleasing backdrop again. Um, Thank you. Evan. Keep, keep on playing. Keep keep gigging. Even if they don't let you, just go out there anyway. Just go do it, man. Just go. Just <laughs> do it. Just say, you know, even even in California where they outlaw singing, they oh, just, that's well, that's all right. I'm trying to re- help recall that guy, but anyway, um, yeah, singing is like no singing. If you have to go to church, you cannot sing at church. But. Put up a blast shield. You'll now, be fine. Yeah, but it's okay. The Dodgers and the Lakers won their titles so they can crowd the streets and all that whatnot stuff. And, but yeah, don't sing crazy world in which we live crazy world. We'll, we'll uncrazy it. We are the artists. So indeed. All right, cool. man, be safe out there and we'll talk to you real soon. Yep. All right. That was Ruvain. Definitely check out his stuff. I'll be putting some links to his material in the show notes. And of course, write some reviews, five star subscribe on Apple podcasts, Spotify, Google play, Stitcher, tune in Pandora, iHeartRadio, wherever it is. Uh, let this podcast be known. Uh, I am very excited for upcoming episodes. Uh, I think I have someone I'm very excited about who was probably going to record next week and uh, someone from high school. And then uh, we'll see whatever happens. I have like 4,500 more people to interview and we'll see if I can get this done. Um, So having said that, stay awkward guys, because I will. Thanks for listening. Go to awkwardwithevan.com to like, share, and subscribe to the podcast. Now for Evan's mom to pick out his clothes for tomorrow. See you next time on Socially Awkward with Evan Wexel. 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 Wexel.